Well, welcome. Welcome to Healing School. Aren't you glad you came? Hallelujah. Well, last night I woke up with a sore shoulder and when I entered the house, it was gone. So I believe that's a word for somebody here. If you've got a sore shoulder, mine was my left, but it really doesn't matter. Has anybody got a sore shoulder this morning? Okay, can you stand up? So you, you've heard those testimonies this morning and you've, you've seen what God can do. Are you expectant? Yes. Hallelujah. So in Jesus' name, I release healing into these shoulders right now. I thank you, Father, for the work that you've done in the house. And I thank you, Lord, for the work that you've done in each one of these lives. In the name of Jesus, I command healing to flow. I command pain to leave and I command tissues to be uninflamed. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Can anybody feel a difference? Hallelujah. Well, be expectant because over the course of this morning, I believe you're going to be totally healed. Hallelujah. And, and Pastor Kim mentioned that we, we just wash in the word. Oh, Deb said she just washed in the word. And that's what we do at Healing School. We just have a word wash. We go through lots of word because it's the word that does the difference. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Good. <laughs> so for those, somebody mentioned pyramid scheme, Sam. For those who are old enough to remember Amway, no, I am going to draw circles, but I'm not going to draw those circles, okay? <laughs> so the title for today's healing school is Healing for the Whole Man, Spirit, Soul and Body. Okay? So let's go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God. So when we were born again, we became a brand new creation. And old things were passed away. Okay, so the Amplified Classic says that we are a new creature altogether. So at that time of salvation, we became a brand new man. Wonderful. Isn't that good news? But then we look at our bodies and we think, well, that didn't change. And uh, if you were a man before you got saved, you're still a man. And if you're a female, you're still a female. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. And uh, we may have experienced a time of peace and joy at our conversion, at our salvation. But as we went back to work and we went back to life, you probably found that you came across situations and you discovered that your thoughts and your emotions hadn't completely changed. Yeah? Much to your disappointment. 
So if we look at these things, it might cause us to think that maybe we weren't really born again because the word says that we were made a new creation. Old things passed away, all things were made new. But then how do we reconcile this? Because my body didn't change, my emotions didn't change. So that we have to um, understand a few things about being bored again, especially when it comes to being healed and walking in divine health. It's particularly important. The word says that we're made completely new and that all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in us. So that's, there's the key word. We are made new. We aren't becoming new. God didn't give us a little Holy Spirit and he has to grow up in us. Children receive salvation and receive a full-size Holy Spirit. They, learn how, they need to learn maturity and how to grow, how to operate in the Holy Spirit in a mature way. But as adults, don't we have to do the same? Yeah. yeah? But it doesn't mean that we receive any less of the Holy Spirit. We get a full-sized Holy Spirit, everybody does, when we're born again. We're not becoming new. We are made new. Okay. But we've already determined that it didn't happen in our bodies and our emotions. So where did it happen? Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, here we go. Let's draw some circles. There's one. Okay, so we are made up. From that verse, we can determine we are made up of a spirit, a soul, and a body. Everybody see that all right? Okay. We know what our body is. We can check on our body. Tells us if we're hot, we're cold, uncomfortable, want to move around, you know. Are we hungry? Are we in pain? It's always giving us feedback, isn't it? <laughs> always. Okay. Then there's our soul. And that incorporates our mind our will and our emotions. Now, some may, might call it our uh, personality or our intellect, okay? And it too is always giving us feedback, especially when we try and go to sleep. Do you find that? Are you running through everything that happened? It's always giving us a feedback, telling us, are we happy, are we sad, are we scared, worried, discouraged, are we angry, are we, you know? But then... We find out through the Bible that we are, have a third part, and it's called our spirit. Now, if you look at the Strong's Concordance, which is a, uh, a reference book 
where we can look up all the scriptures and find out what words are used where and the meanings of them. It actually defines the soul, no, it defines the spirit as being the immortal soul. So we could get confused if we're looking at that and thinking that the soul and the spirit are interchangeable, that there's the same thing, because often they are used interchangeably, those words. But from 1 Thessalonians, we find that they're not the same thing. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live on this earth in a body. Okay? If God has said that, his words are not superfluous. They're always intentional. So we can look at that and go, Lord, maybe I need some more understanding on that. I need to know what is my spirit, what is my soul, what is my body, and how do these all three come together? And if we're willing and we ask Holy Spirit, he's going to teach us because he is our teacher, amen? And if we can understand this fact that we are three parts, we'll be able to understand who we are in Christ, what has been given to us, and it will... it will make receiving our healing so much easier. It's a key principle that we need to understand so that we can inherit all the promises that are in our inheritance waiting for us to open the package. Amen? So if we look at Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, when we pray for healing, we are to believe when? When we ask. That's when we are to believe that we receive it, when we pray. So not when the symptoms leave, not when the pain goes away, not when the doctor verifies it or your blood tests come back good. That's not when we believe that we are, have received our healing. We believe our, we receive our healing when we pray. Yeah? If I think I'm only a body and a soul, then this verse would be really hard to understand because it would be saying that I can now, I've prayed, I believe, now I look to my body, or I look to my emotions, I feel I have a rush of an emotion or something when I pray, and that will say, I'm healed. But often that doesn't happen, because God says that that's not, that's not always how it happens because he says that we are a spirit, a soul, and a body. And we need to understand that we don't look to our body or our soul when we pray to believe that we have received. Okay? Because if nothing has changed, then I'm going to think that that didn't happen. But according to the word of God, I have received. Who am I going to believe? Me or the word? 
I'm going to believe the word. Okay. If we take into account the truth that we have that third part, our spirit, different to our soul and our body, then we're going to understand how we receive all the good things that God has for us, okay? Including healing. John 6.63 says, It is the spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. James 2.26 says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So we hear that, see that the spirit, it's the spirit that gives us life. Okay, When our spirit leaves, our bodies collapse. How do we check? We, we can check in with our body. We work that out. We check in with our soul. How do we check in with our spirit? We have no physical way of checking in with our spirit. It is only through the word of God. Because we're spirit, God is spirit, his words are spirit, we need to communicate with God through our spirit and the only way we do that is, through, well, yes, through the Holy Spirit, but the way we find out who we are in the spirit is through the word of God. Amen? Okay. So, James 1, 23 and 25 to 25 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty... And continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So here James is telling us that if we'll look to the word and not forget what it is saying about us, then we will be blessed. And the blessing of the Lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow with it. Amen. When we look in a mirror, it tells us what our body looks like. But we have to hold up the word of God like it's a mirror. When we read what's in the word, it tells us what's in our spirit. And that's how we find it out. Okay. Because it's in our spirit that we're made new. Okay, it's not our body, we determine that, it's not our soul, our spirit is where we are made completely new, we're a new creation in our spirit, okay? Ephesians 1 verse 15 to 18, therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So this is Paul praying for the saints, okay? And he's praying this when he hears 
of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So he, he, he's pray, so he says that he starts to pray this when he hears that they have been born again at the time of their salvation. Okay? When they believed and when they were born again. So he prays that they would know that they that they would know, here it is. that the God of Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So he's praying that they would know what they have received as a part of their salvation package. Yeah? He's praying, God, open their eyes. He's not asking God to give them something more. He's not asking God to please do a new work in them. Yes, they're saved, but they need something more. He's praying that the eyes of their understanding would be opened to know what they have already received in their salvation package. Amen? He's asking God to give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And he's, at the same time, he's asking God to reveal it to us as well, to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Okay. So why is this so important that we know that it's already ours, what we've already got? Okay. We need to know that because especially when it comes to healing... If healing is over there and I'm over here praying for it and it's over there and I've got to get there, I might trip and fall, somebody might intercept me and I'll never get there. But if I've already got it, it's a whole completely different scenario, isn't it? Because I've already got it, so now I'm not trying to get it. I'm actually going to approach it as I've got it and I'm not going to let it go. I'm going to hold on to it and I'm not going to let anybody or anything take it away from me. Amen? It's a completely different approach. And this is what we need to have really grounded in our, in our hearts. That we've got it, we're not trying to get it. Okay? Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. 1 Peter 2.24 Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. Amen. We're already healed. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's talking about Jesus. In him. And you, we, are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. So in Christ, we are. We are in Christ and we are complete or made perfect in him. That means everything he has, I have. 
I have the faith of God. I have the mind of Christ. Romans 8.11 But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. We don't need more faith. I just need more faith and then I'll be healed. I'm just growing in my faith. You don't need more faith. You've been given the faith of God. We, have, we are in Christ. We have perfect faith. We don't need more power. We need to learn to how to use what's on the inside of us and learn how to cooperate with it and release it. Amen? Okay. Through his spirit who dwells in you. Where does it dwell? It dwells in our spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So when we were born again, we became one spirit with the Lord. And that word one in the Greek is the word hes. And it means that we have, basically it means that we have the same spirit. We are one with Christ's spirit in us. Our old spirit is gone away. We don't have two spirits within us. The old man has gone away. It's dead. And the new man has come and everything is new, and our first scripture said, and all things are of God. So the spirit that lives in me is of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, Romans 8, 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. So if you're born again, you have the Spirit of God living in you. And if you think you're being humble and saying, oh, no, 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 he's not in me. Well, then you're not born again. Because if you are born again, this word says that the Spirit of Christ lives in you. Amen. John 4.24, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So as we said before, we communicate with God through our spirit. Okay, And all that Jesus has given us is in our spirit. Okay, We're complete in him. So if we have God up here... Everything that he has given us is in our spirit. So he's given us in our spirit, right? We're complete in him. We're made perfect in our spirit. We're not missing anything in our spirit. But I hear you say, that's great. I'm healed in my spirit. But I want to be healed in my body. It's my body that's hurting. So how do we get it from our spirit into our bodies? Good question. Okay. Philemon verse 6. 
that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. In other words, my faith will be effective in receiving healing into my body and soul if I acknowledge that God has already given it to me and it's in my spirit man. That's the key of getting it into the rest of my life. Amen. The release of God's power becomes effective by us acknowledging that I've already got it and learning how to release it. Okay? 2 Peter 1-2-4. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. We've got it all, all things pertaining to life and godliness. They're right here in us. Okay? Romans 12.2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay? So how are we transformed? We want to be transformed. We want our bodies healed. Out of pain? Made new? The key to it is the renewing of our mind. Where is our mind? It's in our soul. Our soul is made our mind, our will and our emotions. So we are transformed by the renewing of our minds, okay? So this is the key to releasing the power of God out of our spirit into our body because as you can see, our spirit has no connection with our body. Our spirit is connected to our soul and our soul is connected to our body but our spirit is not connected to the body. Let's draw, but God has given us everything in our spirit. So he must have given us a way of putting it, getting it out into our bodies because it is, he wishes above all things that we be in health and prosper. Amen. So let's draw, we've got a pipe here and it's going to flow into our bodies, okay? Um, and on here, now, I've been practising drawing a tap just for you guys. Does that look like a tap? Good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, if we have to go, our spirit, what's in our spirit has to go through our soul into our body, it means our soul is a tap. It can turn it on or it can turn it off. Okay. We were healed at the time of the cross. So, because it's healing school, we have healing in our spirit when we were born again. That's when he healed us. When Jesus died on the cross, he's not still heal healing us. He doesn't have to keep healing us. He's already done it and he 
already put it on the inside of us. Praise God. And if I can understand this concept, then I can understand what he says in Mark 11.24. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you, will rec- you receive them, I've got them, and then you will have them. Okay? But it hasn't showed up in my body. I'm still in pain. The doctor still tells me I'm sick. How do I believe it? Now, I've been in the Pentecostal church for a long time. You might have heard things like, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, fake it till you make it. Aren't I lying to say I'm healed when everybody can see I've still got symptoms? Well, that depends on who you think the real you is. If you're a new creation and the old man has passed away and the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, then no, you're not lying lying about it. You haven't got wishful thinking. You're not even changing things with positive affirmations or sending positive energy. You're actually speaking the truth because you're agreeing with the word of God and his word is truth. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life and he said that by Jesus' stripes we have been healed. Amen? So we're not trying to deceive anybody, not even ourselves. We're not trying to talk ourselves into it. We're agreeing with the word and with what Jesus has said. And as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Jesus is perfect wisdom and he's perfect health. Well, if I'm just like him, I have perfect wisdom and I have perfect health. I have it in my spirit. And as I... wash over my soul, which has been trained in the ways of the world for a very long time, and it's very ingrained in us, but if we change that to agree with our spirit, then we will see our bodies transformed. Amen? Okay. Because our lives are going the way of our dominant thoughts. Proverbs 23, verse 7, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Okay? So we have the choice. It's up to us. We can agree with our body and the symptoms it's screaming at us and then, as I think in my heart, so will I be. But because I've been born again and I've been given a new nature and the spirit of Christ within me, I now have a choice. I don't have to do this anymore. I've been set free from that bondage. Okay, I can now choose to agree with my spirit. And as I think in this heart, so will I be. 
Amen? It's our choice. And it's our responsibility to do it. Okay? Because God has already given it to us. Is there any point in me asking him for it? I've, he's already given it to me. So, it's then my responsibility and he's given me the authority to use what he has already given me to release it into my situation. Okay? Ephesians 4.24 says, And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, so it's our choice to put on the new man. We have that choice. Okay. All right. Okay. Romans 8.6. Let's go there. I just warn you, I'm the worst offender for going over time in healing school. So. <laughs> oh, go try and go quick. Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So we read that and we think, oh, carnal thinking. Oh, well, I don't do that. Okay. But... Do you know what the word carnal just means of the flesh? So carnal thinking is what we're doing when we're agreeing with what's presented in our bodies. That is carnal thinking. And what does the scripture say? It's death. But if we are spiritually minded, so if we choose to agree with our spirit that we are healed, then it will be life and peace. Where do we want life? We want it into our body because we know we've already got life in our spirit. We know we have eternal life. We're going to live forever with Jesus. Yes? We have that eternal life right now. But we want life in our body because if we don't have life, what happens? It dies. So if we think naturally according to the flesh... We're going to get what the natural world presents. Because if we're not renewing our minds, our minds are going the way, our lives are going the way of our dominant thought. So therefore, if we're not renewing it, we're just going to get what the natural world is getting. It'll happen by default. We have to actively put on the new man. We have to transform our minds, renew our minds and see that transformation in our bodies, okay? What we focus on is going to be made bigger in our lives, yeah? Proverbs 4.20, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, do not let them depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. We need to keep our eyes on the word. A regular washing in the word and the word will do the work. Amen. John 7:38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. 
So when we start thinking and agreeing with what's in our spirit, we are going to open this valve to allow that healing to flow out of our spirits, through our souls and into our bodies. Amen? Amen. Praise Jesus. Matthew 18, 19 and 20 says, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Well, yes, we are two or three gathered here together today. But what if you're at home and you don't have another person there to pray and believe with you? You're not at a loss because you just agree with the Spirit of God who's on the inside of you. And when two agree, the body has to change. The body has to be transformed. Amen? Two or three agree, there I am. And 1 John 2.27 says, The anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and that same anointing teaches you concerning all things. The anointing is a spirit, and the spirit will teach us all things. That's where we have the mind of Christ, and that's where we transform our mind into the mind of Christ by agreeing with the word of God and allowing our soul to come in agreement with our spirit. And then our heart will naturally just think in agreement. We won't be fighting it. We're not faking it. We're not trying to make it happen. We're just allowing what's in the word to, to, to be in our hearts and out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak and then we will see our situation transformed. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's good, eh? If you, if you can get this, it'll make life so much easier and the words so much easier to understand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Pastor Kim.